0: Sports Radio 104.3, the fan presents Football at Four. Here's the drive.
1: We have the Broncos, the Cardinals tonight. Is Sean Payton concerned about the field issues? Um,
2: Yeah, I mean, we'll go out um, as best we can ahead ahead of the game and get an idea of which shoes, you know, they had trouble with the Super Bowl there. I don't know if it's the same field. I know they practiced there all during training camp. So my experience with that field is it's always been a fast, firm track. May not, you know, may not always be green. There's, you know, because they're getting so much work on it. But it's always been a a good firm surface that um, that you can run on. Um, but we'll pay attention to it when we get there, and if we have to change what we're wearing and. That's part of
1: the deal, DMAC, along with Justin Adams, as we roll here. And according to our nine News Broncos insider, Mike Cliss, they're they're okay with the way the turf is. It doesn't seem to be overly a concern. I I do know it is a just a bit misleading, just because the grass is worn down that you think, oh, it's bad. Not necessarily. That's it, there have been plenty of times, Justin, where the the field that in Power Field or whatever it happened to be called, just because it was later in the year and it wasn't quite as green as you're used to, it doesn't mean it was it was bad in terms of footing and holding. The problem is they've already had some issues out there in Arizona, and that to me is kind of the holy cow. We can't have this happen. We we can't have injuries happen to the Broncos. About something as
0: dumb as the field being in bad shape, especially in the first preseason game. Like we have a long season to go, and you don't want to get your guys. 90% injured. Ninety percent
2: of the errors come from the sender, and so
0: oh, that's that's good to know. Sorry about right. that. Well, there you go. Well, it does come from the sender. Yeah, he didn't say center by the way. Sender. Mm. We'll work on diction and all that. Anyway, you just don't want to get your guys injured, obviously, right? And so. With this type of game, especially with your starters, it is important that you do get your guys out there on the field. I know yesterday um, in the Seattle and Minnesota game, they didn't play their starters. They didn't play their starting quarterbacks. It's just important to get your guys out there, get some good reps, and then be able to get them out the game as fast as possible to keep everybody healthy. You just don't want the field to be a reason why someone – You know, rolls an ankle, or for God, you know, God forbid, you know, season-ending injury with a knee or something like that. You just don't want that to happen. It's been weird at training camp. There's just a a a strange
1: area of the field out there in Denver, Mm -hmm. and it's just one little area that players have been slipping and sliding on. It's the same area that Brandon Johnson got into his tweak of his ankle. It's it's not the same place where Tim Patrick ripped a part is Achilles mm-hmm. but there have been these strange issues out there but then again
0: you just hope for the best and you see how it turns out and honestly at the end of the day it's football like we can't say it's going to be the best surfaces all the time you want them to be as good as possible right you want to beat them a well above you know high school fields right but you have to learn how to play them I'll put it this way in the Super Bowl Philly, they complained all they wanted about how bad that surface was. Well, you know what happens at the end of the day? Five years from now, nobody will remember how bad that surface was. They will remember who won that Super Bowl, though. Well, they may remember a a flag or two near the end as well. A couple of holding calls and everything, but it is what it is. And so you can either be a team that makes excuses, or you could be a team that finds a way how to overcome. And maybe that's what Sean Payton would do in this one. Hey, we're going to find a way how to overcome even in these types of circumstances. It's
1: a strange thing to focus on and, and lead with, but the reason we're doing it is because Sean Payne has been insistent. Like, here we go, mm-hmm. 15 to 18 snaps for the starters. How that equals out with offensive defense, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Mike Kliss made a, a funny joke saying it would take six series for the defense. It's a lot of three and outs if you add it all up. That's what he's implying. <laughs> right? Maybe just a couple for the offense. I will say this if you haven't heard this news. Devontae Adams limps off the practice field with the, uh, the the Raiders and the Niners are doing a joint practice, and it appears to be a right leg injury. And this did happen uh, in a contact moment. It wasn't non-contact. Mm-hmm. He was sandwiched by um, linebacker, uh, 49ers linebacker Oren Burks and Javarius Ward while running a slant pattern in uh, team drills. So Josh McDaniels, our pal, said after the practice, he didn't have a report, and he goes, I don't think it was crazy serious. It was just a bang bang play, totally clean on both sides. <laughs> I'll tell you this: if I'm the Raiders, man, if you don't have Devonte Adams, you have nothing. What do you got? You don't. You already don't have your running back, right? It's, Josh you, Jacobs is not coming. You, you really don't know how Jimmy G is going to be, oh, man. So, well, and I'm not wishing ill on anybody. I can't change what's already happened. I'm not going to be disappointed if Devontae
0: Adams ain't available <laughs> in the first game of the season. <laughs> that's where that's right. saying. Just. I'm
1: just saying that game. What are, what are we talking about?
0: Right. You could be healthy for the second game of the year. It's it's September
1: 10th. What is? what well, we got today's August 11th. I mean, if it's a five-week injury, I won't be disappointed. Rather right. Than a four-week injury. Right. So let's keep our eyeballs on that because that's first up for the Broncos against the Raiders. Aside from that, everybody's eyes are on Russell Wilson. So what should we expect out
0: of Russell Wilson? What would be a good night for him? Six for eight. I said 50 yards earlier. I'm going to bump it up a little bit. Let's say 63, 68 yards, right? He has two series, leads his team down to a score, touchdown pass. Well, everybody's feeling like a touchdown needs to be part of the play. Well, because we see how bad this team was last year. So and that's It's why. important to see him It's finish. important to see him finish, right? You don't want to see this team finish with field goals. That may happen. But you don't want to see this team finish with field goals. You want to see this team go down the field and get it to the end zone. Just to, just to instill that confidence, right? We talked about the confidence you want with the offense. You're learning this brand-new offense. Everything that Sean Payne has been doing, right, from the rules restrictions, all these other different things, you have to start to see at least some progress on the field in an actual game for all that to be instilled and to be reinforced. So you're going against what people believe is to be the worst
1: team in the NFL in some interesting field condition situations, at the end of what everybody is saying was a really good week for Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be a little hesitant here because I don't want to say I'll be disappointed if it doesn't result in a touchdown. I don't think he's going to be out there. The only way he's out there, Justin, for three series Oh my god! is if, if things aren't going well. Three and out, three and out. Well, I mean, that's, ha- that's what happened to Drew Locke last night, and then he... He lit it up. He had a pretty good game the rest of the way. So, again, I I guess I'm not going to be too judgmental if things just aren't fluid all at once. I, I don't expect that to happen. I expect them to get a couple of first downs relatively easily. I think they'll set up Russ for success, and I'm more concerned about the communication issues that are happening. But it's a fair question. If there's not a touchdown, wow, that is a tricky one. 303-713-1043. If there's not a touchdown tonight with Russell Wilson, is that a disappointing night? This is the drive on the fan. Sorry. Yes, it is. Israel. really good. That's right. That's right. Stay uncorrected. Oh, man. Uh, C-Mac, Justin Adams, KJ. All
0: right, give me uh, top three things you want to see tonight. Top three. Dominate the offensive line. I mean, not offense line, but the line of scrimmage, excuse me. Well, let, let the offense line dominate the line of scrimmage. I just want to see that from the get-go. That's what this team's going to be predicated off of anyway, the running game. So you have to be able to dominate from there. Yeah. If you don't and your guys are getting pushed back, especially your starters, we have a lot of problems, especially with the Cardinals team that is uh, already on the clock for the double-one pick. So yeah. you got to make sure that you're able to do that. Number two, I like to see a pass rush. We didn't see that last year a lot. Broncos had, what, 34, 36 sacks last year, Mm -hmm. bottom half of the NFL. So I want to see these guys be able to get after the quarterback. That's what I want to see from there. And then last but not least, I just want to, in the second half, Jared Stidham, do something to make me interested in what you're doing. Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham, get me interested, man, because the reality is, nine times out of ten, your starting quarterback is going to miss a game for one reason or another. He's going to miss one start. Something's going to happen generally he's going to do that. I need to be confident knowing that if you could have to if you have to start one game or two games in a season that it's not going to be a dumpster fire when you get in there. I want to know that you could be able to take over this offense and be able to continue operating on the field. My number one thing is and i I guess I'll go one, two, three,
1: so I'll start at one. Mm-hmm. My number one thing is can you just be fluid and just playing football, mm-hmm. okay? And I heard the uh, Zokley show earlier, and they were right. They talked about, hey, man, do not forget, this was a special teams unit that at one point had 10 players on the field and another point had like 12 players on right, the field. Right, right, right. I mean, that is, that is just like an inexcusable mess. That just should not ever happen, okay? And we know how bad special teams was, and I'm not that focused on special teams, but just is the operation of football, Smooth, and makes sense, and and if you do make mistakes, can you correct them relatively quickly? I think this is the number one reason they actually have to play the starters. Mm. And I think this is something that the Broncos just could not figure out, and they were playing catch-up, and you saw it in the first week against Seattle, which was a mess, and Russ is calling out signals that Seattle was recognizable, and they're... You know, 46 left hash. We're kicking 64-yard field goals. And Peyton Manning's going for timeout on the on the Manning cast. And just, I mean, what a disaster, right? Yeah. It's fourth and five. Go for it. You got Russell Wilson. He's at home. I mean, I get it. The game's on the line. Do something. Uh, go. Let's line up or call a timeout. Talk about it. That's communication issues. Right. Right, that, right. That's just like we don't know what we're doing. They were so frozen in time there, Justin. They couldn't figure out. They couldn't figure out how to stop to talk, which is wild. Also, in the second game, you got the countdown game. Mm-hmm. with the In a game that you won against the Texans with the 5-4-3-2-1. Being at that game was one of the trippiest experiences of my, my life in terms of sports. That organically, how did 70,000 people
0: collectively organically figure this out? I mean, it was... <laughs> It and, was amazing. And you could by, by the way, fun part about that game, uh, my son at the time, so I took him to the game. He's three at the time. And I'm teaching him his numbers. I'm glad he didn't run away from you because you never would have caught him in the stadium. Dude. But go ahead. Hey, You're teaching him his numbers. I was so much lighter at the time, too, man. Gotcha. God, gotcha. So, just fat. Anyway. Right, well. Uh, well, positive. Positive. Speech. Exactly. Whatever. We'll do it. Anyway, so I'm teaching him numbers. You know, count from one to ten and everything, right? He left there learning how to count ten <laughs> to one. He left there I knowing did. how to do it. You're making that up. No, don't no joke. You are making that up. Don't no joke. He, he not, I mean, hey, I thank the seventy thousand Bronco fans for teaching my son how to count down from ten to one.
1: Well, after that, to talk about what a communication mess they were in, then you bring in Jerry Rosberg. Well, that that wasn't Hackett who brought him in. That was that was George Payton and that, that was just this is a mess and we gotta figure this out. You can't <laughs> He likes playing uh, Sitting by the Dock of the Bay oh, by Otis Redding. Okay. Because Jerry Rosberg was doing nothing for three years. Uh, he was he had the fish and pole out. You know, he had the uh, Gilligan hat on. He had... How old are you? I'm 37. Do you understand Gilligan? I do get, yeah, I do get Gilligan. Gilligan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at 25, we are clueless on Gilligan. What? Oh, cl- but don't, we don't have to go through oh, that, okay, that again. Okay. It's... it's there's some sort of gap between 37 and 25, I guess. Wow. But Rosberg is doing nothing. Nothing. He must have been driving his wife crazy. Because as soon as they put out the bat signal for uh, Jerry Rosberg, uh, in he came. But what they do with him? Right. They stuck him in the basement with a bunch of the nerds to figure out game day operation. <laughs> Dwayne Stook said, I'd rather call Jody Camillus than walk down the hall or into the basement to consult with a guy who didn't been doing special teams his whole life. Bad, Really bad, right from the get-go. So my number one thing is it doesn't have to be perfect tonight, but let's hash that stuff out, Justin. Right, right, right. Let's make sure that stuff is on time, on point, and we can fluidly go through just a game day operation. It doesn't have to be perfect. So I'm not as hung up on the, you know, Russ has to get a touchdown. Of course I would love that. I would Mm. like to see it. But, man, can we get the plays in? Can we get to the line quickly? Can you make adjustments if you need to make minor adjustments in preseason games?
0: Now, you're just saying for the starters, right? Because inevitably it's going to happen for the second stringers and third stringers because some guys will be able to come off. Like we don't even care. As, okay. soon,
1: as soon as Russ and the starters they were fine. get off the okay. field, Okay. as soon as the defensive starters get off the field, I really don't give a crap what happens after that <laughs> right. aside from... And this will be my second thing. You do have a kicking competition. Mm-hmm. You do. Mm-hmm. So I hope there's opportunities to take advantage of that. You do have a battle, position battle, with Taylor Grimes in Montreal, Washington, which is, this is late in the game sort of things, Justin, okay? These mm-hmm. are late in the game sort of things. And then, of course, you have the magical mystery tour that is the life of Albert Oko-Ebenham. Yeah, Like, where is he going to fit into I,
0: How did this happen? Like, how did he go... So far down. I mean, you're talking about a guy who came out of college running a four-five. Journey of Alberto? right? Like the, the, the history of Alberta. Yeah.
1: I'll tell you, that's a great question, great story, and there is a lot on the line on that tonight. Details next.
2: This one is dedicated for all the workers that work nine to 95. And you want a party? Yeah. Hey, it's Friday. I'll just never forget last year.
1: This is the song the Broncos would start their stretch with on Friday. It just felt like this is like him hey and like we're done. It's all it's all good. It's over. I'm like, how how the hell do you get fired up to this song? I'm fine with it because it's all, you know, hey man, I'm ready, you know,
2: it's the end of the week. I get it. Did you want to use this
0: song on Friday to like stretch and warm up? Heck (laughs) no. Thinking about going down, get some lemonade, (laughs) sitting down, (laughs) not even sandals. Like I need some of those shoes. Like you, you know this. Is lemonade code for something or is that just really lemonade? Uh, (laughs) put some of that paint man water in that lemonade, I'll tell you that. Uh you gotta have some sandals but you have like the open toes sandals and everything that that's you wear True,
1: that's he doesn't wear socks for four straight months Wait, you, wh- what drew does not wear socks true
0: true true I mean sometimes the shoes are, are closed toe but there's no socks there, yeah, right and yeah. at, at least let me know does somebody take care of your toes, man. Like, do you go and get them taken care of, or anything like that, or are you just leaving them out the not, way they are? Not as much as I should. No, like, no, no, no. In, in past years, I have, but this year, no. I've I've kind of let it slide. That, that's well, not maybe. the question. Yeah, it, that's a yes or no question. Yeah, no, it's it's a no then. Sorry. Right. Okay. Well Drew
1: May have yeah. caveman toes.
0: Oh my god. Yeah. Richie might get
1: a pedicure though. Ugh. Richie may. Rich, I don't know about Manny Petty for Richie. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it would be right up rooftops alley. Absolutely
0: not, man. I get, nice. hair, I get my I get my cut right down the street at the landmark, and I have a package that that, that that like takes care of my hands too. So I get like that
1: paraffin oh, okay. wax. So you're so you got, all you're all in when you're all in. Got to have nice hands. You got to have nice feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so weird. So can you help Drew? No, no. Are you kidding? Look at the two of them next to each other. Oh uh, yeah, good point. Seriously, Ugh, yeah. You know that's that's Ugh. that's like comparing Elon Musk to some kid who has a uh, a paper airplane off the top of the roof. Good point. I mean, you know, <laughs> I would fight through in Rome. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> Thank you, Richie. All right, oh. Alberto. Yeah, Alberto. The story of Alberto. You're gonna like this one, I think. Okay, because I think it relates to you. Okay, okay. You're a walk on at CU. Yes.
0: Okay. Yes. Who were you recruited by? So I was recruited, <laughs> not by a lot of people, but I I was okay. I was one of the guys that uh, I was recruited by several HBCUs.
1: Okay, fine. So, yeah, yeah. so you you did have an opportunity for Division one football, but at a, a significantly lower level than than CU. Alabama State wanted me. Okay. So Alabama State wanted me. All right. So you had to work for everything. I did, yep. You were a undersized tight end, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But you had a dream of being at CU. Yes. Came out of Montbello High School. Montbello High School. All right, so this is just like, and that must have been a tough decision because you you must have had to work your butt off Yes, to even get the walk-on opportunity at CU. Going the to day it. that you heard that you could be a walk-on was likely one of the greatest days of your life. 100%. Right? 100%. Like, the family's all proud, and, uh, you know, you did it. And, like, cause how many kids on your Montbello football team went on to play even any version of college football, never mind any version of Division One
0: football? Kyle Mitchell uh, played at Baylor. He played with uh, RG3, by the way. Uh, Robert Griffith, mm-hmm. so he played. He played for them, but he had to go the JUCO route. Um, I think that was the only guy, and we had a really good team too. I think that was so the just only you other and guy, him, just me and him. How many did you get redshirted? I did. At what point
1: at CU did you get redshirted? So I got redshirted. Pretty much immediately. All right. <laughs>
0: it, I mean, but but the thing but was, is I was on the other it. side, and, and I stayed with it. And, well, why, and why did you stay with it? Because I had a dream. I had a dream of playing at Folsom Field. I, right. I wasn't just satisfied with running behind Ralph. So you you just you do everything with the team. Mm-hmm. Except you don't play, right?
1: What are you doing the first year? You just got sweats on? Or are you on the nope, fa- you know, nope. stands? I mean, what, what are you doing? So we're,
0: we get to dress out, but we okay. did something called overachievers. And so okay. we had extra workouts day of the it. game. You, you had, had to run better. the stadiums and even everything. Even better. You're so doing overachievers. Did. Yes.
1: Don't play a snap. Right. All right. Second year. Do you play the second year? Nope. Don't play the second year, but you, you're stay on the team. Stay on the team. Third year, you play the third year? I finally played the third year. How
0: many snaps you get in the third we year? Had a, had a couple snaps. Uh, when you say a couple, are you talking two or three? Three. three unfortunately, snaps. it was against Montana State, and we know that debacle in Dan Hawkins' first game. Okay. How about your fourth year? I was done after three. Okay. I was done after three. And that's it? That was it. Look at
1: Albert Okwibana. Mm. Look what you did. Look what you did! To, just to try, right? What, I mean, what would you
0: have, and in, in total, how many snaps did you get? So to I you? had three, uh, but I busted three my three snaps. Butt. I busted my butt for every opportunity for four years. Yeah, four years yeah. of waking up, lifting,
1: running, everything. Mm-hmm. Three snaps. Mm-hmm. Kill
0: where you could have gone to Alabama State. Alabama State, and I would have played a lot more. And you a, well, a lot more, but. I had two guys in front of me. One was a second round pick with Joe Klofessy, Um and then the other one, Quinn Sipnuski. He played. Uh, he was drafted in the sixth round by Baltimore. So you know what I think is going on with Alberto. He didn't have to do what you did.
1: Mm. Not even close. This dude runs like the wind. He's six foot five. He's two. You know. He's you if you squished it together and it grew up and you know and like the talent was ridiculous. If if Alberto had the same work ethic that you did he'd be a superstar. And I'm not saying he doesn't work hard. And I'm not saying he doesn't do things cuz he's obviously a spectacular athlete or he wouldn't got this far. Mm-hmm. But Justin, I think some dudes are just not wired if, if if they don't have the right wiring and it just runs out at the end of the day at some point. Mm-hmm. But I mean there is absurd natural ability, you know, god-gifted Body, you know things that you just, you know, you,
0: yeah, uh, wish that you could have. Right, right, right. I mean, if I had the speed and the size of Albert, oh my goodness! <laughs> with the same desire, with the same desire, and you had to have it. Like I don't the question th- is, would you have
1: had the same desire if everything else came so easily? That's a tricky one. Mm, that is tricky, that, but that, that gets to. Who brought you up? Mm-hmm. Who who were you surrounded by? Right. What are your life goals? All that sort of thing. There's a lot to that.
0: Yeah, I was one of those guys that, I mean, and that still carries on to this day, that I just have a plan A and there's no plan B. The way I live my life, my philosophy is I go on a one-way ticket. We'll just figure it out. There is no round trip. There's just one-way ticket. You're yeah. going to figure it out one way or the other. It happens every now and then that guys that have this just absurd
1: talent, they eventually hit that wall as a pro athlete. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen often because most of the fellas have to work so hard to get there and stay there. Right. They just don't get that. I think Paxton Lynch is one of those dudes that just took things for granted. Johnny Manziel, have you seen that documentary? Oh, yeah, he definitely took it for granted. Oh, my Lord, what he squandered was absolutely ridiculous. And you know what, man? We are about to find out for certain about Mm Alberto. We are about to find it out because the natural talent, and when I've seen him play really well out there for the Broncos in this training camp, it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is bigger. He is faster. He can do things on that field that nobody else can do. But can you have the desire Can you have the want to? Can you have the grit
0: to put it all together? Yeah, I I don't. To me, I don't understand how knowing your job is on the line, how you don't go down on special teams, for example, like Terrell Davis did. It just knocks somebody out. You know why you don't? Because you're just not that into it. It's just, I don't, man, this is. It's crazy, right? How do you get that far and you're not into it? There's some other words I have too, man, but I'm obviously well, well radio with kids, but. It's just there's just a certain attitude that you have to have. I'll tell you this, bro. It
1: ain't because of lack of opportunity recently. No, but there's been plenty of that. But are you taking full advantage of your (laughs) opportunity? Well, (laughs) I tell you, when they put out the depth chart, and You're you're fifth, you're fifth behind some dude named Nate Adkins. I don't know, and you're tied with Tommy Hudson, great sun devil. But you know, still, I mean, it's it's a like it's a wake up moment. You're 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 a draft pick, dude. You've scored touchdowns in the NFL. You're fifth.
0: You're fifth on this draft on this depth chart? But should, should be fifth on a depth chart be a wake-up moment or of should course, you? Of course. But no, but for me, if I'm not number 1, if I'm not starting, then that should be my wake-up call. So you're telling me that we have a player who is okay with being a backup. Because I don't want guys who are okay with just being a backup. Yeah, I don't I don't know the I've I've seen I've seen I've
1: seen a situation with Alberto and Dulcich on the field at the same time, which is really interesting. Right, 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 right. Because that's a problem for the defense. Like, who exactly are you covering in the red zone when you got Dulcich and Alberto? Like, what is going on here? That can be a problem. But it's just not enough, man. Like, there's got to be other stuff. And so they've been working, Alberto, on um, kickoff special teams. He is out there. They're telling him kickoff. He's on kickoff return. Justin, wow, you got a block on kickoff
0: return. Why yeah. else are you out there? Right. Well, the what thing is that? Is this? You must have loved any special teams rep you got. I would have got. I did every. Dude, I tried to learn how to how to log snap. I've never did that before in my life, and I was like, will it get me on the field? Cool. I had no clue what I was doing, man. They were like, all you do is you throw the ball. You know. Pretty much between your legs, obviously. And Do you have regrets you didn't go to and play? I don't have regrets that I didn't go to Alabama State. Believe it or not, I have regrets that I didn't finish at mm. CU. That's my regret. Could you have gone back for that one last year? No. Uh, I, I stepped into the office with Dan Hawk. It's actually really personal. We're really getting on this one. Uh, when I stopped playing, I remember looking at the helmet. Because the CU helmet was in Dan Hawkins' office. And so, you know, made a decision. I was, you know, I'm done. And, you know, he asked me, he said, are you sure? And mm-hmm. I was, you know, ha- crying a little bit. And I was like, no, I'm sure, you know. So I walked out. I'm good. This is before spring ball in 07. Mm-hmm. Spring ball happens. And I'm like, I miss football. Mm-hmm. So I walked back in there after spring ball and everything, mm-hmm. and I asked him, I said, hey, Dan Hawkins. I'm like, I, I made a huge mistake, mm-hmm. a huge, huge mistake. Is there any way I could get on? By the way, I'll try out. I'll do whatever you need. Is mm-hmm. there any way I can get on? And he looked at me in the eye, and I still remember this to this day, where he said, no, there is no way you can get back on this team. And wow. the Why was he so cold? Man, it's, it's it's Dan, Dan Hawkins, Hawkins man. <laughs> and you know what? That's the business of college football.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: If I was somebody who was making plays out there on the field, I would have had a better opportunity to get back on the field. Well,
1: we're going to talk to Matt Smith here in a little bit because I know they had a media day up there at CU, and, and and Matt was up there, so we'll get to Matt here in a second. Yeah. Do you have a little bit of, of um,
0: empathy for all these kids who just got whacked by Prime? I do because they're young men, and as Prime would say, navigational system, he talks about that a whole lot. They may not have that yet. Um. My thing for them is this, is that you could play somewhere if you want to. Mm-hmm. There, there will be a college that will take you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It may not be D1. right? It may be Colorado School of Mines, D2. It may be FCS. It may be NAIA. It may mm-hmm. be D3. Mm-hmm. But you want to make sure that wherever you go, you leave with no regrets. That's the number one thing I would tell
1: you. Well, me. I'll tell you this tonight, man. You're going to see Taylor Grimes from Incarnate Word. Whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Small. I don't even know what level incarnate word is in, in Texas. And we have on this station um, Nate Jackson who went to Menlo. They don't even have a football program anymore, and they were D3. Mm-hmm. So if this is still your dream, there's, there's ways to go about it. Right. It, might, it just might not be
0: the exact dream that you thought of. Everybody wants to play D1. I get it. There's only so many spots to play D1. And there's so much great football teams you could be able to play for. It just may not be on ESPN but under got, the lights. you got to run out behind Ralphie. Man, I got to run out you behind didn't. Ralphie. I got to play in a game. Yeah. I mean – like, there's so many people who wish they could be able to say that. That's, right, see, that's right, the right. other side of the coin, right? You're, you had your Rudy moment. I had my, I had my moment, you know. I was yeah. a little better than Rudy, you know, a little better looking, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay? Rudy ain't got nothing on me. If they want to line me up in front of Rudy. <laughs> you take him out. Boy, we will have had, had about pancakes it. and sauces all day, baby. I would have uh, knocked him down.
1: Well, let's talk to our guy, Matt Smith, and figure out what they're doing up at CU today. That's
3: coming up next. For the Broncos preseason opener with the Cardinals tonight, here's the drive. Right,
1: it's my man Justin Adams. KJ, look at rooftop, backpack, sunglasses, ready to rock and roll, my man. Here's Steveak, killing it, and our guy Matt Smith up there at Boulder. Maddie Smith, what was going on with the Buffaloes today,
3: brother? It was the 70th annual Colorado Football Media Day today. and you, ever, you know Coach Prime spoke, Shador spoke, and we even got to talk to Shiloh today as well as well as had some good one-on ones with some of the new faces just trying to get to know everybody, really. The overall message. The overall message is right now, camp is actually, I think for them, um, you know, it's a grind, but I think it's going well. I do. I think the coaching staff is meshing really well. And what has really happened here over the last, I would say, week or so is you've really started to see some playmakers pop off the page, which I can't tell you how long it's been since we've really seen that up at CU. They've got some depth in some areas that I think in the past people thought they had deep wide receiver rooms and deep running back rooms, but they really got that now. And this offense should be, you know, compared to years past, dynamic, honestly. So, you know, it may take them a little bit of time. But I think things are starting to gel. But everybody's well aware of uh, of the amount of work left to do.
0: Looking at a couple of comments, obviously we know Travis Hunter is going to be the starting corner on one side. But who is going to be the other starter cornerback?
3: I don't know yet. I don't know yet. It was supposed to be the, you know, highest rated cornerback in this year's class, Cormani McClain, the five star that he flipped from Miami. But, you know, Cormani I don't think, has had the best start to camp. I think that things are moving quite fast for him. And more than that, I think there's a lot of expectations. So maybe compared to, you know, your other freshman, he, he's about average. But compared to the expectations he had coming in, I think he's probably a little bit further behind than they would have hoped. So right now, there, there's a couple of guys actually that are vying for that spot. They got a couple of transfers from Florida State that I think could step in and, and play that role. So we'll see how it all flushes out. But again, here's the, here's the other thing is because he's closed practice to the media and he, you know, their, their, their tagline is, you know, go to well off YouTube. So you can see it all. Well, you can't really evaluate a football team and they do great work, but you can't really actually evaluate a football team. And, And. become familiar with a lot of these players and, and maybe what they're being asked to do on the field beyond what we've been able to garner from coaches. So I kind of feel bad for fans because when they turn on the TVs against TCU, it, it's going to be like, a, who is that? Who, wait, who is that? And and there'll be a lot of that really early because, you know, there's there's going to be, I think there's someone asked me the other day, how many returning starters? And I said on both sides of the ball, I'd probably say maybe three to four. Maybe.
1: Well, we appreciate it, man. Good coverage. As always, Matt's on the case. Listen for breakdowns over this weekend, as well as reaction to the uh, the Broncos games, with Matt Smith over Saturday and Sunday, right here on the fan. Thank you, Matt. We'll check in with him later. Meanwhile, we do want to bring your attention to what's going on in terms of the situation in Maui. Our company, Bonneville, has launched a fundraiser to help the people of Maui. You can go to denversports.com at the top of the page. You'll see a link to the Bonneville Maui Strong Fire Relief Fund. 100% of donations will go to the Hawaii Community Foundation Serving Maui. That's Bonneville Maui Strong Fire Relief Fund at denversports.com. Andrew Mason is in Arizona. He'll give us an update here in just a second in terms of what to expect after the starters are done. Yeah,
2: that's, that's a little bit more on what I was discussing the other day, and all of a sudden that made national news. So I, 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 I think that it's important... I said it last night. It, it may not be the most important game for a handful of players, but in some cases, it's the most important game uh, in some players' life. And, and so, just that, you know, that respect for the game and that we're into the game, we're paying attention to who's in, and and um, and I think, you know, I think that's really important. You know, whoever's in the game, you know, you're you're helping them when they come off to the sidelines. A lot of young players, some of them their first game, so. Um, That's the good part about
1: it. It's so interesting, Justin, how this game is being broken down from, well, we're going to play the starters and here's how we want people to react. (laughs) Here's how that's supposed to happen during the game. You know, Sean Payton. one of his traits is this attention to detail. Mm -hmm. Okay. What's the difference between, you know, this is what you really need to focus on. And give me a break, coach. This doesn't mean anything.
0: What 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 is the fine line between the two, two of those? Well, guys? I think the number one thing is just when you talk about this is what I need to focus on as a player. I mean, it's just do I know my assignments? And am I running the right routes? Am I blocking the right guys? Am I doing that? Like those are the attention to details, right? One of the biggest things that people miss all the time. Is do you have the right splits? If you're a wide receiver, if you're supposed to line up above the numbers, are you doing that? Are you lining up below the numbers? Are you doing those type of things in the formation? Like those are the small things that could really help you or hurt you when it comes to Sundays. But I mean, there's some things that just might be a little bit too much, right? Usually it has to you like uniform wise, like being on the sideline and it's like, hey, we're done playing but I can't take off my uniform or like small things like that are just like, okay, who cares? Like those are the, those are the small things that guys may not care about. But what it is though is on the whole scale is that, You want everybody to pay attention to all the small details because you feel that those small things can help you win on Sundays. that's why it's so important for the Broncos to have a really good performance, especially the starters, because they can continue to push that and reemphasize that. Well, you
1: come up with a tricky topic
0: there, and I've heard Sting talk about it. Have you earned it? Bingo.
1: What have you earned? Interesting, because it assumes that— you're carrying over something from the past to the present. But so often you hear, the past doesn't matter. This is a new team. This is a new season. So is there a difference between Sean Payton saying, well, you haven't earned it, or is this just who Sean Payton is, period? And I'm not, I like Sean Payton. Mm -hmm. I do. Um, I'm a fan of, of everything he's done, aside from stepping in it, with Jared Bell from USA Today. Right, 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 Which he already admitted he did. And, you know, and even that comment about what you don't do during a game created, I wouldn't say a national stir, but it, it started a conversation nationally about what you do and you don't do during preseason games. I think Sean Payne, the best trait about Sean Payne, what I like the most about him, is what you could theoretically hold against him, too. Is a guy who knows what he wants self-assured or narcissistic is a guy who says no anonymous donors, but then goes on podcasts and talks this, that the other thing and clearly likes the spotlight himself, a hypocrite, or is it just hey man rules for you? Aren't the same rules for me? What difference does it make that a guy that, you know, um, obviously is enjoying the spotlight mm-hmm. because of what he did on TV. Mm-hmm. Translates to the sideline Where it looks like, as far as I can tell, he's the star of the show. Right. But at least you have a guy, Justin, who finally, after all these years, is in charge.
0: And you know what to expect in many respects. Like, you know what to expect in a sense of, okay, we're attention to detail. We get all these different things. Like, that's the one thing. You don't have questions about how this guy is going to respond in the fire. You have plenty of questions about how Vic Faggio was going to respond, how the rest of the coaches that you hired beforehand were going to respond, right? So at least you know that. But yes, and you and I both know this, once that camera hits your face and once you're able to be seen by millions of people and you start getting that TV money, you act a little bit differently. You want to be
1: the star ever so often. I thought it was so interesting on Hard Knocks, the way they went through. It took about two minutes, and they went through the whole saga with – Sean Payton and Nathaniel Hackett and this, that, and what they said. So when they showed Nathaniel Hackett's response to it, Justin, it was clipped, it was clear, it was concise. But if you really go back and listen to what Hackett had to say, it was like blubbering, it rambled on, mm-hmm. it was word salad that didn't really connect aside from the fact, I guess he doesn't like being called a name or something like that. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, but, but you look at Hard Knocks and you would think, oh. Hackett, man, he's got it together. Everybody loves him. He's Aaron Rodgers' best friend. Everything's great. And then the next day, I see a headline in ESPN, like, teammates upset with struggles of the offense and Aaron Rodgers, like in the joint practice with right. the Panthers. Right, 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 right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's the guy I know. Yes. That's Hackett. That, yes. That's our pal out there. All we need is that communication issues. Like, that's all we need. Right. That's all we so absolutely we need. We just
1: saw it to our pal, Matt Smith, and he got communication, communication. That's Hackett speaking on Hard Knocks. Mm-hmm. And then Matt put together, if or if he found it. I don't know if he put it together. If he did put it together, more credit to you, Matt. Like, five different clips of the Broncos not knowing what they're doing under Hackett being confused. Yes. So when the number one thing that I want to take away from tonight in all honesty can you can we just feel and see the difference with a with a competent coach and coaching staff and it seems hard to think that with a competent coaching staff and a player who's accomplished as much as he has in Russell Wilson Who's in far better shape. He yes. just catches four-year-old like. Oh, my God, man. Like quickly. that, I mean, put you to shame. Oh, yeah, you can't easily. I mean, you know. Ooh, brother. You only got him by a couple years. I'm just saying, man. We're oh, packing a bounce. I'm just saying. Uh, 35 to 37 might be rough. I mean, hey, man. Stay focused. Yeah, I'm trying.